Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 145 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast. This is your weekly dose of entertainment, education, and inspiration to fuel your life inside beyond the gym. Today, we are joined once again by Coach Mark Ennis, all the way from Dublin, Ireland, and we have a handful of things to talk about. So if you like talking about underwear, uh, carbs, um, chest workouts, and low-intensity cardio, and why it's killing your gains... Those are all things that we're going to dive into pretty quick. (laughs) If you're not familiar with Coach Mark, you can go back to episode 120 of our podcast. This is when we interviewed Wendy Eddy, who, uh, by the way, is going to be flying in. And I'm going to meet in person for the first time of my entire life. How about that, Mark? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she'll be in um, tomorrow morning, so we're going to go pick her up from the airport, and then um, I don't I don't know what's happening the rest of the day after that, (laughs) but uh, Carly's on prep, and so we're going to be... probably doing check-ins with her and she's going to be stepping on stage in two yeah. three days on sunday yeah all right anyway what do you want to get into first bro um i guess since we're talking about carly do you want to do you, do you want to get into in, into um reintroducing carbs since that's going to be kind of the next step for her yeah let's talk about that all right all right so um right now she, her macros so for the last week she's on she's on peak week right and so her macros yeah. have been uh, and, and and by the way just for the record um carly has been on our on our show multiple times and is totally cool with talking about this kind of stuff um but anyway uh and, and we had we had a good workout this morning she was um she she's she, she definitely has that look in her face like she's on contest prep and she's been on prep for a while because she has <laughs> um, yeah. this yeah, she's such a champ, bro. Uh, this is her third show in, um, let's see, her last one was in November, and it was the same one that I did, the NPC Northwest Championships, which is the one that you're going to be flying in for um, in, in in six or seven months. So anyway, that was her last one, and uh, put on some good muscle out for, for, for the next couple of months, particularly in the legs is what we really um, worked on building up then. And yeah, um, yeah and, and so her so her macros the last week have been, 130 protein 130 fat and uh yesterday there are 140 140 because she's dropping weight way too fast now she's uh, she, she's actually 129 pounds today oh wow and she yeah and and 129 was the absolute lowest that she got on her last prep so she's coming into wow. her next show now yeah with bigger legs uh bigger muscle bellies overall um, mm-hmm. still having a hard time shedding water in a, in, in, in a couple areas. And so that's kind of the last little project that we're working on now. Um, she's going to be what she, so she's going to gradually be increasing her food today. And then tomorrow she basically gets a green light. So let me know if this is good advice, pal, but, um, she's going to be, she's going to be carb refeeding on Saturday. Um, yep. and that's going to be a, and that's going to be a massive carb refeed. So basically it's, it's rapid, it's, it's a rapid backloading approach. And, um, and, and so the day before is going to be her fat and protein refeed. What I told her is to, is you have a green light on everything you've been eating the last week, which of course she was really, you know, hoping for oatmeal. (laughs) She fought that, uh, tooth and nail. (laughs) So that's going to be one of the first things that we, that we reintroduce. It's just, it's just part, it's just one of those things that's like part of her life, bro. So, um, so basically, to, yeah. So basically, my my advice to to her tomorrow, which is what I told her this morning, is she gets a green light on bacon, eggs, ground beef, all of the foods that she's been eating. Um, she hasn't been eating any fiber, no plants. She's been 100% carnivore this last um, th- this this last week, minus pre workout and supplements and whatnot. So, yeah. 
that all being said, I'm hoping that tomorrow it, it fills her out because she is super depleted right now. Um, yeah. And then if she if, if she's if she if she's depleted if she's depleted those carbohydrates should sit in properly very very nicely. Oh yeah, dude. She she will soak these things up. I'm so excited to see what she looks like on Sunday. Right now, yeah. it's just um, yeah. And we were talking earlier today too. She's having she's she's just having a heck of a time with her schedule and her sleep and everything, and um, just has a lot of life stressors, and so that never helps. But anyway, yeah. um, I, I really believe this is going to be the best physique that she's that she's ever had. It's going to be tough to it's going to be tough to beat how she looked in in, in November though. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so in terms of reintroducing carbs in, yeah. to someone into in someone's diet that has been um, that that has been carnivore or that has not been consuming them for um, a certain period of time. Is that something that you've done with your clients? Is that something that that you typically do? And is there a way to do it and a way not to do it? Yeah. So I'm when always, when I'm because I'm always evangelizing people away from carbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So how how I do it is when I have got people that have car- want carbs in their diet, um, I'll pretty much do what you're doing is I'll get them really really lean first, um, but they'll always want to add more carbohydrates in when we're doing like a reverse uh, diet straight back up. So what I, what I tend to do is I usually keep the carbohydrates then in around training because this is when you're insulin sensitive. So your body will actually crave those carbohydrates either before training or after training, mainly after training. So I would say that pretty much when she's going back into reverse cut, when you're starting to reverse our food back up, I would pretty much start with the carbohydrates pretty much post-training or maybe a little bit before training. So a little, maybe about 50 grams and before workout would, would be good because if she's training really, really hard, she'll soak up those carbohydrates during her workout. So when she gets to her last set, those carbohydrates will be gone. And then she can go back to her standard carnivore diet then pretty much throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. She's still having a heck of a time adjusting to not having carbs at all. Cause we dropped, cause we went from 200 cold Turkey to where she is now. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised that her basically at the end of every single workout she's she she's gone i mean she yeah. she she needed she needed my help to finish her last couple sets on pec decks and uh and we actually and we actually shot a youtube video of mm-hmm. uh, of dumbbell low incline uh tricep presses because when you set the yeah. bench at an incline you get that you get that full stretch you can lock out at the top keep keep your muscle tension and get that long head mm-hmm Cool. Yeah, that's 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 good. That's that's good. But I say I'd say she's gonna. I think she when she pretty much comes out of it. We, the worst thing you want to do is to like pack on a lot of carbohydrates because she's gonna store an awful lot of water. But if she eats that too a lot of carbohydrates after the show, it won't be good for her. She won't feel good at all. So she might she might blow up, but she's gonna be she's gonna feel like shit. Yeah. Okay. So, so her. I, so- I would. Yeah, so basically what I would do is I would do pretty much what you're doing now. At the moment, you're doing like a pretty much a, a cut at the moment, like revert, you're doing a reverse cut for the last 16. How many weeks has she been on our prep for? Um, she's, been, she's been on, let's see, I don't even know when her deficit started because of course we're not tracking because because of course we're not tracking calories we've been taking it one week at a time how, how do you weigh how you know how much do you weigh how do you feel um how are your workouts going so these are the conversations that we've been having every week and we've been and we've been playing it uh, just one week at a time because it's like between november and now it wasn't really enough time for an adequate off season um yeah. and so she she she, def- she definitely 
throughout January and February uh, had plenty of time to build muscle, which we saw and in, in which in which she in which she has and still has. Um, so yeah. I would say that she's been on prep probably about uh, seven or eight weeks is all we did. She didn't get super, okay. her, she, she didn't get super sloppy with her physique over the um, over, over over the winter. She kept everything pretty tight in condition, kind of like I had kind of like I did. Okay, so what then? What I would do then is I would do the same thing reversing her back up. So I would I would pretty much do it for like eight to twelve weeks. So I would increase her food volume up per week. Let's say fifty grams of a certain food. It could be fats, proteins, whatever it is. If her pro if her, if her proteins are very very low at the moment, I would probably start with a one to one ratio with uh, fats. And um, but if she wants to keep carbohydrates in and she wants to eat carbohydrates after a show then I would say add them in, but I would, I would definitely put them in around training because that's when she's going to suck them up the most. <laughs> Want is an understatement, bro, because we're going to be, she already has her entire post-workout meal planned. Uh, and yeah. I'm so, and I'm so, yeah. So her, me, Wendy, and a few other people are going to, are, are going to go to, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a bar here in, in the, in the Seattle area. So have you ever, mm. have you ever heard of a Pazuki? No. Oh, dude, it's a, it's a, it's a pizza, but it's a cookie. It's a cookie that's the size of a pizza with a big thing of ice cream, on, big scoop of ice cream on it. That's what a pizzuki is. <laughs> that's gonna wow. be, that's gonna be her, her post workout. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, no. I'll, I'll make sure. Don't make sure. I'll, I'll, I'll make. I'll, don't, don't worry. I was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna get like a big burger or something. Uh, and Wendy, yeah. and Wendy will do the same because she's on team meat and salt. But yeah, she's earned it, man. <laughs> and, and she's gonna. She, she has earned every carb that she could possibly eat after this show. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So that, okay. Yeah. And, that, and, and those carbohydrates are, those carbohydrates may, mightn't do any, any damage because if she's quite, if she's very, very lean, she's just going to retain a lot of water after this. So if anything, she probably, because she's not going to feel well probably after a few days, but I think once she gets back to baseline and she understands her body a little more, she knows better than we do. What our yeah. body can, what our body can do, and what our body can't do. So if she thinks that, you know, what well, I can eat a good bit of carbohydrates after training, I've done it before. Then, by all means, go for it. Yeah, yeah. That that and and she and she knows it'll just be a one and done thing, and then on on Monday it'll be you know right back to business. But she was asking earlier today like what her reverse diet is going to look like, and so I told her I wanted to talk with you first. But yeah, I, I think I think that's a great idea. So first, so first thing to go back in is going to be the um, it's going to be the oatmeal. She's going to have a big smile on her face when she hears that, and then yeah, post and then post workout back to the blueberries and kind of everything that was working before, and then sweet potato yeah. at night will probably be the next thing that we re, that we re, reintroduced. Okay, good yeah. stuff, man. I think that we're all set sounds there. good. Sounds good. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Um, underwear. Let's just get that one out of the way real quick. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. dude. Okay, so. I can't believe I didn't tell you about this yet, uh, but we've been working. Let's see, Taylor, me, and um, and and someone and someone from China have all been working on um, an underwear brand, and it's going to be 100% cotton. So um, we're going to get our samples in ASAP with those. Minimum order quantities are kind of a nightmare with China, though, because we got to get like a thousand of them. <laughs> so we're trying to find a supplier that can do like 100 or 500. Because when we did the log books, we did we did 500 of them. But yeah, they're good. they're going to be cotton. Wendy actually was just telling me that um, that polyester can tank a man's testosterone levels, and so when she told me that, I was wow. like, "Oh heck no!" And so yeah, I've pretty much minimized my <laughs> uh, wearing of underwear that's not 100% cotton. 
So these are going to be 100% cotton for that reason. Um, they're going to say skull bells around the waistband, and it's got a big dumbbell logo across the butt. What do you think? Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. What color are they going to be? Uh, black and white stitching. Nice. Nice. And both for women and both for women and men. Yep, we're gonna have them for men and for ladies, both. Happy days. When when are you gonna launch that? As soon as possible. Nice. As soon as we get as soon as we get the samples in, make sure they work, make sure make sure they fit right. But I mean, that could that could be two or three shipments back and forth, and that could take a couple of months doing business with China <laughs> because we've got we've gotten merchandise from China a couple of times and um. And, and boy, oh boy, when we when we get when we get them in, like if mm. if one measurement's off, uh, is is off a little bit, then um then we, then we got to send it back. You know, it's like if we're if we're gonna get a large quantity of them, then it's got to it's got to be worth it. So yeah, yeah. And you, and you know and you know who you're talking you know who you're talking to. I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, and sometimes to my detriment. Yeah, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Your 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 mind that works hard. Yeah, a little too hard sometimes. Okay, uh, dumbbell incline, high incline presses. So this is something that we're that you and I are gonna uh, make a training video on next week. Um, so I've been doing them for the front deltoids and for the pecs. I did them for three sets today. Um, yeah. It's basically like my only chest exercise right now because, um, as, as you know, I'm not competing this year. I'm gonna be guest posing in about twelve weeks. So yeah. I should pro I should probably I haven't really put too much thought into what my stage weight should be, but probably like around 190, 195 pounds. I'm weighing mm -hmm. 205 right now, which is kind of high, but that's I, I think a lot of it is still water retention. I'm going through some I'm going through a lot of withdrawal symptoms with kicking caffeine, bro. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, that's but, understandable. Yeah, uh, massive water retention is the first thing I noticed. So cutting caffeine mm -hmm. from uh, fr from 120 milligrams to nothing cold turkey, with, which 120 was already pretty low. Um, it's, yeah, it's made me feel like a different person in good ways and bad ways. <laughs> so I know that these withdrawals are going to are gonna go away eventually, but um, every, every, day, every day is a little bit better. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, so the so the physique that I'm going that that, that I'm going for is a classic balanced look with with uh, with with I, I just I just want to have the X frame nailed down. All right. So right now my chest is a little too big and shoulders aren't quite big enough. So basically, like all my push workouts are very uh, are very much focused on the side deltoids, rear deltoids, and front deltoids because I'm training less chest now. Um, it's never yep. something that I've really isolated before, uh, doing lots of triceps work. And so that was basically my workout today. I just did three sets of uh, dumbbell high incline presses. And so I really felt it across uh, kind of like a guillotine press. Um, yeah, like from from the from the from the nipples up, really got the front delts too, um, and some triceps. Uh, what did you think of the video that I tagged you on Instagram? Was my form right? Or would you have any critiques on that? No, I think your form was very, very good. I just think the bench was probably a little bit high. That's the only thing I would have dropped the bench down a small bit. I don't think when it comes to okay. when you're doing it, I don't think when you need to do an incline, you don't need to keep the bench as high as you possibly think you're doing. Um, if you're working the front part of the shoulders, yes, you can raise it a little bit higher, but you wouldn't keep okay. you wouldn't keep the bench completely straight. So pretty much at a 90 degree angle would be perfect. Um, but if you're working the upper chest area, you don't you only need a slight increase on the incline you don't need to go as high as you, as you think you do it's only if you're working pretty much the top part you will get 
put, put it this way, like if you if you put if you bring the banks down a small bit, you're still going to activate the chest and the shoulders the same way. So the only thing you're doing there is if you have the banks really, really high, it's going to be hard to get dumbbells off the ground and get them into that area. Whereas if you have the bench just a, a little bit lower, it's going to be easy to put those dumbbells on your legs or on your knees and kick back and then get straight into the set. Where if you have if you have a set of dumbbells and you're lifting, let's say, 60 pounds and that's a lot of weight and you're trying to kick those weight those weights up and that bench is really, really high, unless you've got a, unless you've got a spotter, you're not going to be lift those weights up. So unless uh, let's think, let's think safety here. Let's think of okay, how can we actually make this exercise safe without hurting myself, damaging yeah. my, my rotate, rotator cuff? So let's bring the banks down a small bit. And um, but if you're doing it on a Smith machine, then we know we you've got more of a safety as, aspect because we can take the bar off the rack and we can rack it back on. So we can elevate the bench a little bit higher. But I think that when you're doing dumbbells, you don't need to go as high as you were going today on the bench. Okay. So set the, so you think maybe set the incline like a little bit higher than like a barbell incline press and not quite yeah. as high as I had it? Yeah. So I would drop it probably down another five inches to, from what you had it today. You only need a slight, you only need a slight inc incline when you're doing the dumbbells because you're pretty much hitting the same muscle. Um, but if you're doing a little bit higher, I would favor you going towards a barbell or go towards a lighter dumbbell or ask somebody to help you lift the weights up for you. Because it's got, you've got to think that if you're lifting the weights off the ground, if you can only lift one weight off the ground and you can't lift the other one, the weight is too heavy. Yeah. So if, if you're going to, if you're going to risk yourself getting injured, is it really worth it? Right. That was definitely the hardest part of the exercise was just getting set up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You're wasting, like, you got to think about it. Like, when you think about performing that exercise from start to finish, you're picking the weights off the ground, so you're, you're putting an awful lot of energy into that. Then you're placing them on your knees. Then you're psyching yourself up. You're looking at yourself in the mirror, and you're taking a few three breaths before you actually lift that weight. Then as you mm -hmm. lie back, you're, you're, you're swinging those dumbbells into the angles where you want to push the weight forward. So you've already wasted probably about 20% of the lift already. So you could probably <laughs> lift it. You could probably, you could probably lift a little bit more if you didn't waste that 20% energy, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was disappointed in how much I was lifting too, <laughs> but I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's just most days. I think, I think that maybe, maybe it's just cause I'm getting old too. I don't know. <laughs> I, I no, I, I honestly, I would. I think it's just because the, uh, it's just too much effort with dumbbells. That's why I'm. A, I'm a big. I'm a big, big fan of machines, and I'm a big fan of cables, and I'm a big fan of the Smith machine because of that aspect. Because it's it's completely safe, and you're pretty much working the muscle more, uh, pretty much more effectively than you would with a barbell and a set of dumbbells. Yeah. Dude, I, I had a way better mind-muscle connection with dumbbells today than, than I uh, typically do with like a barbell because I've been a fan of guillotine presses in the past because it does work the yeah. front deltoids and, and, and that upper chest area. I'm talking like right underneath your neck. Um, yeah. But it's but but it's always felt like it strains my uh, like like it strains my shoulders too much. This yeah, you're, felt yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot more natural. Like I was getting all the stabilizers in. Yeah, no, the barbell is a terrible, terrible exercise when it comes to like incline, anything like that. I, I would always favor something that you can pretty much tuck your elbows in. So like like the dumbbells, 
as I said, machine. Mm-hmm. I would rather do it on a Smith machine because you've got to remember, like if you're if you're if you're lying down and you've got a fixed bar, and you're doing an incline, your stabilizer muscles are all over the place. So you're you're lying down. You've got to hold that bar in one position. Yeah, it, it, it feels like they're being forced and locked into positions that just aren't natural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you don't know if you don't know if you're lifting more with the right side or if you're lifting more with the left side. Whereas if you're lifting, yeah. if you're doing it on like a chest machine exercise, then you're pretty much you're you're lifting it on both sides. If you're lifting it on a Smith machine, it's the same. You're lifting it on both sides, pretty much the same as you do on the right side. So if you're if you're lifting, if you are, let's say you're right-handed, and you've got more power on your on your um on your right side. Then all you have to do there is just switch your mindset to the left hand side, and you'll actually get a better connection on that side also. Oh, so you're saying do that when you when when you are using a bar a barbell or a machine? Yeah. So yeah. So usually people people don't realize is when you're doing an exercise like let's say legs or bicep curls or a press whatever it is you you you're usually going to push the weight out with your strongest arm and you don't realize it. So what I get what I get people to do is I say right yeah. switch your mindset switch your mindset off from your strongest part which is your right side for me and I'll put all my mindset into my left. So so I'd say about 70% of the lift is coming from my left side and I'm only lifting about 30% on my right side. So I want to make sure I've got a nice balance. I don't want to make sure I don't want to look bigger on one side and look smaller on the other side if that makes sense. So that's why when it comes to like bicep curls, I'm a big fan of getting people to do them individually because if you're lifting a barbell and you're doing a bicep curl again, you could be getting big big biceps on the right hand side because that's your strongest arm and the left hand side could be being left behind. Absolutely. Um uh, I I've, I've been writing most of my own workouts and our clients workouts with having um a bit of a mix of bilateral movements and isolateral movements yeah. um to, to e- even if there are no muscle imbalances just to make sure they don't happen um mm-hmm. and i just find that they've I, and, I, and i find that they uh, typically complement each other pretty well so for yeah. example you, you and i are both not fans of the barbell bench press just in general right and i'm pr- no. i was just and, and i and i and i just i just told like three people today at the gym as I was leaving that I'm probably never going to do a barbell bench press again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's I, honestly, I think it's one of the most dangerous exercises you can do at the gym. I really don't. I, I think that I think it's, I think it was brought in because you see all these bodybuilders and all these YouTubers doing it. But um, I've tried it and I've never get, I've never had a better connection on my chest than I do with a machine or a cable, or maybe sometimes if I have someone to help me, with dumbbell, I mean dumbbells are pretty much the best exercise you can do for your chest, but it's just a fecker to try and get them off the ground and get in position with them. That's all. Yeah, you said you said the effort with an e in it, not 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 a u. That was funny. I just <laughs> I never heard it pronounced that way. <laughs> you 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 Irish guys, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've got you. Yeah, I'll right. be teaching you. I'll be teaching you a lot when you come over when I come over there. All right, you better you, you better not teach me any foul language because I'm I, I think I think I'm like a couple a couple weeks of having not said that word and I'm so I'm do, so I'm doing uh, pretty good. I, I love <laughs> I, I love the I love the way you say half eight though. Because <laughs> well, you guys say half eight and over here it's eight thirty. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's very very funny though. Very very funny. Yeah. All I'll right. Be an, I'll be an, I'll be an, I'll be an adopted American very soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you fly over, I, I might, I might not, not let you go back. 
Yeah, right. yeah. So we talk a little bit about training volume then, maybe a little bit about that. Yeah, that and, uh, and, and, and low intensity cardio, why it's killing everybody's gains. That's kind of all one topic though, isn't it? Yeah, so, okay, so let me address the volume. So I'm, as you know, I'm a big, big fan of low volume, high frequency training. Okay, so this is pretty much what I've always added into my training. I've always found it's pretty much the easier of the training, in my opinion. So this is pretty much, when you think when you think about volume, this is pretty much the total number of working sets in your workout. So let's say you consider yourself doing like 10 sets on an exercise. So let's say you're doing experiment volume training. So I would consider 10 sets of 10 exercises a lot of volume for someone to do in the gym, simply because you cannot take all 10 sets to failure. Like if you do all those 10 sets and you go to all out failure, your numbers for each set are going to be completely different. So let's say, let's say you you do the first set and you go and you get and you go to absolute failure and you get 12 really, really hard reps. You took it to absolute failure. I can guarantee you two minutes later, if you go back in and lift that same weight, you will not be able to lift that same load and you will not be able to, you will not be able to match those amount of reps. You'll have to lower the weight. So if right. you're lowering the weight, if you're lowering the weight, are you adding progressive overload? No, you're not because you've actually decreased the, you've actually decreased the weight. So you're actually losing out on strength gains. So typically as you increase volume, the ability to work at 100% focus and aggression in each of your sets should be the primarily goal. So, and then all you need to focus in is how much frequency can I add in on a weekly basis? So if you're going to be training chest, let's say twice a week, can you do 25 working sets on one day and then another 25 sets on another day, let's say three or four days later? I would argue with that, that you can't, because again, you've already taken, you've already destroyed your muscles on day one. If you come back in three or four days later, your body will not be able to recover and go again. So you're going to be in a lot of pain. So the best way you can do this is if you were going to do two push sessions throughout the week, the way I would favor is I would get someone to go into the gym and let's say we're doing a chest focused workout. I would get them to say do a, like a, a machine press and maybe a slight incline, incline on the dumbbell press. So I'm getting the upper chest and I'm getting the middle chest. Then on the second push day, it's gonna be it's gonna be focused mainly on the shoulders. So I may I may just do one uh, push movement on this day. This could be a military press. This could be a barbell press. This could be a cleaning press. But I'll only do one press movement, and I'll again I'll only take it to failure. But the rest of my work, my rest of my workouts then will be focused on. Um, lateral raises, more more um, intensity into the session so that I'll make sure that my rest period is a lot shorter. So if you want to make sure you are really, really trying to train them really, really hard um, a high volume, it's going to be very, very hard for you to recover uh, long term because you're doing too much in the gym, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. It's just, so where does... it's just, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, where does low intensity cardio play into that? Okay, so if you're doing steady state cardio, and let's say you're trying to build muscle, um, what I favor is I always get people to say, right, okay, what what's the what's your primarily goal? I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to build muscle? 
or are you doing a marathon? So what's the what's the objective? And most people will turn around and say, well, I want to build muscle. So I would say to them, okay, what are you doing at the moment? Are you going to the gym? Are you lifting weights? And then are you doing cardio? And most of the time they'll always say, yeah. So this is what I usually say. I would say you need to space out your workouts. So when you go to the gym, you need to make sure you're, prior, you're prioritizing that you're on your goal. So if your goal is to build muscle, go into the gym and work on muscle. And then if you want to add in some cardio, make sure it's as far away from your uh, your weight session as possible. So you could be doing that in the afternoon. You go for a nice walk. Um, I wouldn't favor like running or sprinting or anything like that because pretty much you're killing your muscle gains if you do that long term. It's okay yeah. doing it every now and then. I'm just going to throw in something. I, I've, I've never seen, I shouldn't say I've never seen my legs grow this fast. They, they, they were growing fast after my last show. Have you ever heard of the anabolic rebound after a bodybuilding competition? I have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, because I think we talked about this on Carnivore Coach's Corner, but um, yeah, basically it's it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a golden window right after a bodybuilding composition where the competition where your body composition is an extremely low level of body fat and you've probably lost um a halfway decent amount of muscle going into the show just to get that lean in the first place um but then those next couple months your 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 body is just wanting to put on that that mass and so as long as you're resistance training you can build muscle uh pretty quickly typically coming out of a show if you're on a um, quality reverse diet so exactly yeah, so I was pretty diligent with that, and um, and my and my legs stopped growing um, throughout January and February when I was marathon training. Busted up my foot; it's broken now, and so I'm basically um, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to run run a marathon for quite some time now, which is why we uh, kind of transitioned that goal to being a um, the, the goal of peaking a mountain with Carly and Bo. So, be, yeah. so that's kind of the plan is to do that this summer, but yeah, but I I've no, but but I've noticed a significant increase in leg mass since I stopped running. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And when, and when R- you think about in particular, it, and other types of cardio don't seem to do it as much. But I've exactly. I've heard it. I didn't know if it was true, and now I'm looking back, and and I hundred percent agree now. Oh yeah, it is because like at the end of the day, you don't need to do a lot of cardio if you're looking to build muscle. Cardio is probably the worst thing you can do. It's the what you should be doing is you should be looking after your health. So going out for yeah. walks, been been active, um, all these kind of stuff. Uh, this is what's gonna that's this is what's gonna keep your heart going. But when it comes to cardio, cardio is very very tough on the body, and you've got to understand like our body's preferred energy source um, is glycogen. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. If if you're doing a lot of cardio, you're burning up like up glycogen. Now you should be saving that glycogen for when you're trying to build muscle. Because if you're low in glycogen, your body your body is going to struggle to break down muscle. Or sorry, uh, yeah, break down protein from the muscle into amino acids. So if if this happens, then you've got to understand that the glucose the glucose that you your body has converted to try and convert into energy will be sapped out of your body because you've wasted it on cardio. Wow. Yeah. So you have, so if you're like the, the goal is when, when you're in the gym, you're, you're rebuilding, you're repairing and you're, you're trying to grow your muscle. That's what you're trying to do. 
So what we need to do then is protein synthesis is very, very important. So this is when you fuel your body with amino acids, protein, stuff like that. But if you're going into the gym and you're feeling really, really good and you've got lots of glycogen and you're feeling powerful, if you're going into the gym and you're wasting all that glycogen on cardio, then your body's never going to change. You're always going to look the same. This is the reason why your legs will never change. Your legs will always gotcha. look scrawny. And I've seen, you see it all the time. Like people go into the gym and they're lifting all this weight in the gym. They can, they're probably the strongest person in the gym, but they, their legs are like matchsticks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then you go over to them, you can see what they're doing. They're lifting a lot of weight on the, on the, on the squat rack. And then about 20 minutes later, they're on the treadmill running. Just doesn't make any sense. It makes absolutely no sense. And, and then, and then that's going to just, it's, it's going to create um, this. It's, it's going to make your body create more cortisol. It's going to make yeah. your ghrelin levels go up. Your sugar cravings are going to be a nightmare at night. I mean, like, how can you stick to your diet if you're doing that? You're not even seeing any, any results. Maybe, maybe you're, be, you're becoming a better athlete, but yeah. in terms of hypertrophy, um, that's not how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you made a good point. Like if you, if you do an awful lot of cardio, it will increase your sugar levels and you will end up overeating. I mean, when you think about it, I used to do it myself. I used to teach spinning classes in a gym a long, long time ago. And when it came out, when I came out of the gym, all I craved was sugar. Oh yeah. I need I needed so I needed something sugary to drink. Um and I knew exactly what it was. It wasn't it was just because I've done too much. I was wasting a waste weight, way too much glycogen in the gym and what i should have been doing was i should have just focused on just doing steady state work or just just basically teaching the class instead of me actually doing the bike as well if that makes sense absolutely a question for you on post-workout cardio why yeah. is why why did why are, are you suggesting that post-workout cardio is not an optimal time to do it if that's when you're going to do it because i because i've typically recommended that that be um the optimal time because your testosterone and your growth hormone is higher from your workout. Um, those are both uh, muscle sparing, fat burning hormones. So why post-workout would it be a bad idea to do your cardio then? I I would say it's it w- it's only a bad idea if you have no other time of the day to do it. So if you, let's say okay. you've got a really, really busy life and you don't have time to walk in the afternoon, then yes, I would add in some cardio um, after training, I think that's okay. That's fine. But I wouldn't get them doing any running or I wouldn't get them doing any like high intensity cardio. I would just get them walking on a treadmill, maybe uh, put the treadmill on an incline of say 4.0, just get the heart rate up above, just above 100. But um, okay. if it's going to, if it's going too high and they're, they're out of breath, then they're pretty much, they're in a burning state then. And that's that's likely going to lead to muscle loss if you're doing that all the time. Okay, because what I tip because 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 what I do and what I teach is post workout your cardio should be low intensity because if you yeah. if, if you're doing if you're doing hit cardio after your workout that just means mm-hmm. you you didn't work out hard enough <laughs> because you, you shouldn't have any glycogen by the time that you're done if you're a, if yeah. you're a hypertrophy if you're a hypertrophy athlete right we're trying to yeah. maximize yeah. muscle mass and minimize body fat composition. Um, as much as possible. So, if that's so, if that's the goal going into the gym, my uh, my protocol has has always been that that post that uh, twenty minutes. You don't really don't want to go any longer than twenty minutes. 
Um, no. But that but that 15 to 20 minute post workout, unless you're on contest prep, but yeah, well, that's a different subject. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, and the most- but, but, that, but that post but that post workout cardio, bro, um, should be to where your heart rate is definitely elevated, but yeah. not but not so much to where you can't have a conversation. Is is that good exactly. advice? Perfect. And I would also recommend that especially, I mean, when, when you look at cardio, cardio is very, very good for speeding up your recovery after training. So if you, let's say you do a heavy leg session in the gym I by agree. jumping on the jumping on the bike for like five or 10 minutes or jumping on a treadmill for like five or 10 minutes just to get the blood flowing again um, and, yep. then, and then stretch, I think that's a very, very good idea. Um, yeah, I, I always recommend that pre-workout and post-workout cardio, if you can, should be whatever you trained the day before. So like yesterday was leg day. So yeah. I did the so I so I warmed up on the bike and I finished with stair mill, even though today was push day to get blood yeah, going yeah. through my legs and help them yeah. recover. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, and that and that work that train that um that cardio that you do before your training, I mean that shouldn't be hard. That should just be a nice 10 minutes just to get the body warm, get yeah, the heart rate moving. Yeah, just breaking a sweat, and then after that, then get straight into the get straight into the um the weights. If you hit your body really really hard, then it's okay to jump on a treadmill just to cool down for about five or ten minutes, and then get straight into the stretching. But I would definitely not make it a priority to focus most of my workout on the cardio. Probably about five minutes before, and may, maybe five minutes after, and that's all you need. But if you haven't got any more time in the day, and you have to get some cardio in after your workouts. Well, then I wouldn't see any issue with that whatsoever. Right. And that's kind of why even Jordan is like, I mean, the, the last thing Jordan should be doing right now is, is cardio. But that's why I have her doing five minutes pre-workout and five minutes post-workout. That is literally all the cardio that she's doing that's because a, yeah. it's... Yeah, she it, doesn't it, need it, anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's part of a complete workout in, in my book, you know, it's like, I don't even, I don't even feel like I worked out if I, if I, if I didn't do uh, some cardio. I mean... yeah. And that helps, and that helps with your resistance training too, especially if you're supersetting and, and trying to catch your breath between sets. I, that was one of the biggest things that that, that I that I noticed about my marathon training is when 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 I, when I was going on those hour and a half runs a couple times a week with Zion. Um, yeah, is that my work is is that my recovery time in the in the gym dramatically increased. So yeah, while it and and he, and here again we come down to it, it, it comes down to okay, are we training for, for performance or are we training for aesthetics? Training exactly, for aesthetics, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I didn't get very far <laughs> in, in January and February as, as, as I wanted to, and so I didn't really see the bulk start to pay off. This lean bulk start to pay off until the last month of doing a significantly less amount of low intensity cardio. So, you and Jonathan yeah. will be proud of me, bro. I've, I've reduced it from over an hour a day to an, an hour a day. I'm capping my low intensity cardio at that, and nice. I'm gonna. Con- yeah, and I'm going to continue to do what both of you have been recommending, which is um, just tapering it down slowly over the next couple months. And then if my physique start, starts to get sloppy, probably just cut the fats back because my appetite's going to uh, continue to to decrease. My appetite has gone down since I've been de- mm. since I've been decreasing the cardio. So you're absolutely right on that. Amazing. Oh, and another, when, another, another, when, another 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 testimony. Okay, but I'll let you go first. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to say, like, when you, when you look at a person's physique, um, like, most of the time, when people lift weights, they look so much better than a person that just does cardio. Oh, for sure. So uh, I think in, that's in, very in, ter- in, 
and and, that, and that's sorry that's that's up for that's up for opinion <laughs> because what what looks good what looks good to one person is different than what looks good to someone else to in, in someone else's book but yeah i, I mean I, I think i think most of us would 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 would, ra- would rather look like a men's physique model or a bikini model than someone yeah. who's just crossing the finish line of a marathon probably you know with a ton of respect to people that do that kind of stuff and, I, and, I, and I'm one of them that really, really wants to. But I know it's not going to be my, the best physique I ever had when I cross the finish line. I'm going to if, if I cross the finish line alive, that's mission accomplished. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. But when you look at when you look at the difference between cardio and weight training, it's pretty much your metabolism, because when you build more muscle, you're pretty much increasing your rest and metabolism. So when you sit down and watch TV, you're actually burning. You're actually burning energy. So, but what mm. happens when you do too much? When you do too much cardio, yes, you're burning an awful lot of energy, but that slows down when that cardio is over. So, I always say to women in general that if you want to reduce body fat as quick as possible, then you need to make sure you're lifting at least three or four times a week. One hundred percent. You should be. You should be focusing less on your spinning classes and your running classes and all that because at the moment now the, the weather is so nice and I see so many people outside running killing themselves sweating and I'm like my god like and they don't and they don't look like they're having fun no and they actually to be honest with you they, they actually look worse because they, they, what they're doing is they're actually and as they get older they don't realize that the muscle that they they gained over the years, it's it's gone because they're doing way too much cardio. And they think that if I do too much cardio, it will keep me healthy, it will keep me younger. It's actually making you look worse. Yeah. And that's the problem. You need to like you don't need to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you need to make sure that you're you're definitely li- I mean, you should never stop lifting. Let's put it that way. You should be always having you, you want to be a strong person. Always. Yep. The, the older you get and you should be always focusing on the on the basic tools having protein into your diet uh, adding some muscle on and then pretty much just if you're gonna look after your health yes just go for a walk pretty much every day because you're gonna you're still gonna get the same benefits out of somebody that would just go into a spinning class and burn about a lot of energy because it's it, i can't think of a i can't think of a great way to go into a spinning class and kill yourself for 45 minutes. Yes, you might feel great after it, but what's going to happen an hour later? You're going to be you're going to be craving so much food, like so much food you're going to be craving. And then that's when you're going to that's when it's going to lead to overeating. And then you're going to struggle and then you're going to wonder why am I gaining weight and I'm doing all these classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh to your point on that. So, Taylor has just not had time for cardio. I'm sure that surprises you. It's not like we're working 12 hour days or anything and about to move in four weeks and have two toddlers and a dog in a very small house or anything. But um, so yeah, she just hasn't had time for cardio. (laughs) Uh, Guess what? She's losing weight faster now than she ever has. And she's back down to weighing less than before she had kids. Nice. And and she's and she's looking great. And I've never seen her this confident since she since she was a mom, and and how she looks. And I told and I told her that as we were as we were leaving yesterday, I was like, babe, you haven't been doing much cardio, have you? And she was like, no. And I was like, but you've been 
you've been doing a lot outside, like a lot, a, a lot in the yard and you, and you've yes. always got your ankle weights on and she's wearing yeah. a sports bra and stuff like super confident about it. And I'm like, yeah, way to, way to go, babe. You know? And, it, and it's, I, I think, I think her body was under a lot of stress because she was white was. knuckling her, her, was. She, was, she was white, she was white knuckling her cardio, not wanting yeah. to do it. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, People describe me as being mentally ill because I like to do cardio, right? And so uh, that she she she's she's one of the ninety nine percent of people that doesn't particularly enjoy cardio, and yeah, and, and and now she's just she's happier. She looks amazing. Um, her, her 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 muscle growth is great. I mean, her her butt was kind of flat like a few months ago, and now de- working with Danielle, she's got it like super plump and and round. And I'm like. Awesome. Thanks, Danielle. How much do I owe you for that? <laughs> yeah. Now, because when yeah. I spoke to when I when I spoke to Taylor the last time, um, the first thing she said to me was the cardio, and I said to her, I said, "Listen, we need to stop. We need to stop doing the cardio. You need to just yes. focus more. On, you need to just focus more on what you do on a daily basis. So pretty much your knee. So play with your kids, work on your business, focus on your steps, and then when you go to the gym." Just focus on getting really damn strong. That's it. That's all you need to do. And I, I, I get the most, I get the best results out of my clients doing it that way because one, they feel fucking amazing. Like they feel great every day. They wake up, they've got tons of energy, and they can't wait to go to the gym because they're not they're not using up that energy elsewhere. So if you're if you're if you if you want to do a marathon, then yes, you will train towards that marathon. But if you're if you're if you want to change your body composition and you want to look a certain way, you want to have the big bum, you want to have the curvy look, then you need to be going towards the weight training because you're gonna feel you're gonna feel absolutely amazing. Your food is gonna be increased, your metabolism is gonna speed up, you're gonna have great sleep, your mood is gonna be fantastic, everything is gonna be in your favor. Well, if you're doing too much cardio, eventually that shit is going to wear you down. And that's when you're going to, it's going to have a major, major effect on your health. Yeah. I got my journal in in front of me, of course, as it always is, but I'm looking over our notes from uh, Tuesday. Um, (laughs) Yeah. you, You described it perfectly, man. I have three very large stresses in my life, overworking, doing too much cardio and doing lots of lifting. Um, yeah. th- those are those are all stresses on the body in one way or another, and so you told mm-hmm. me that that car- that cardio is the one that's doing more damage than good, which I 100% agree. I got so I, I got so after after that I called Taylor and and told her everything that you got that you guys told me, and she was like, "Wow, I think they nailed it. That makes a lot of sense." And just in, mm-hmm. and just the, the next the the last couple of days I've been feeling I've been, I've been feeling better. Um, sugar sugar cravings are you know pretty much non-existent but that's because we've been eating the same thing every day for the last couple of weeks yeah how are you how are you doing eating nothing but ground beef too bro i'm yeah i'm fine i'm fine like i i think with me the hunger the hunger levels are perfect because with me as you well know my training volume is extremely low extremely low so i know i'm getting stronger in the gym I'm, my hunger cravings are perfect i'm not craving any sugar at the moment I'm full after my meals, and I know that's all down to what I do on a daily basis. I don't use up too much energy, um, because I know if I use up too much energy, then I will crave more food, um, and that's been always. I've always been like that. I've always been yeah. that. If, if I keep my training volume low, 
then I can pretty much keep everything else pretty much balanced in my life. Work, work yeah. family, food, all that kind of stuff. I can keep it all balanced. You still doing the cacao, the cacao butter for your love sweet it. tooth? Love it, gorgeous. Yes, lovely. Uh, I, I love me, it. That's beautiful. Me too, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my 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 uh, guilty sinful pleasure is a is a keto brick every single day. So and I, I don't think I'm ever gonna let it go, bro. It's just like it's, I I love it. I really really do. And then after that, sweet cravings are sh- are, are are gone. Um, no yeah. insulin spike doesn't stimulate my appetite, and I'm just good to go with ground beef the rest of the day. So it's been working great. Yeah, yeah. As long as it, as long as it works for you and you're getting you're getting results from it, you should never change. Exactly. Should always do, you should always do something that you actually enjoy, and if it's getting you if it's getting you results and you're happy with it, then just keep doing it. Yeah, you'll be proud of me. Guess what we're gonna do right now? We're gonna What's go that? do a co- coaching call, and Zion and I are gonna go for a walk. <laughs> it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, it's, the sun's super bright out here, so we'll get some vitamin D too. Um, so I think that's pretty much. I think that's pretty much it. You got to go to bed. I got to make this call. Uh, I think we should wrap up with a prayer. How about that? Let's go, sir. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Be restored, be encouraged, be of the same mind, be at peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this life-changing conversation once again with Coach Mark, and uh, help us to have... Help us to have the same mind so that so, so that we're in sync like this and so that we can t- continue to learn from each other. There's so many things that he knows that I don't know. And uh, I wish I could say the opposite was true as well. <laughs> but Lord, I just I, I thank you for Mark so much. And um, and I just ask for blessing upon him tonight, for, for, for him tonight, that he gets a good night's sleep and that you're with him the rest of his prep. In your name we pray. Amen. Come on. Thank you. Amen. Good deal. Thank you, bro. All right, well, you get some. You get some no. good rest, and uh, we'll touch. We'll touch base tomorrow. All right, help me out. Help me out with my with my pole workout. We got. We got. A, it's gonna gonna be a heavy back day. <laughs> no worries, pal. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, much love, brother. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.